listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, I'm Alison. And I am Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. And we are going to be discussing episode eight today. Uh, it is the quarterfinal, but before we get into that episode, I do have just a few little show notes from last time, a few things we talked about. Lisa, um, do you remember how I was questioning the word lamination? Yes. We're talking about dough. And it doesn't have to do with plastic. Oh, and I was like, I want to find out why exactly it does not. And you know what? I really didn't get it very far. I <laughs> I did a lot of Google searches to to try to find out why that word is used. Um, because it's just not what I think of. And the building of layers is obviously what they are referring to when mm-hmm. um, you're laminating dough. And I did find something that helped me a little bit. It still didn't explain the word lamination used. But what makes laminated dough so special is that a well-laminated piece of dough, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, by the way, will have hundreds of alternating layers, hundreds it's because of know, the folds. Fold, 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 yeah, fold, fold. I know. I guess I wasn't thinking hundreds of layers of butter and dough. But um, this, of course, is when the heat in the oven hits the dough and the water and the dough and the butter converts to steam. And the steam puffs up each layer of dough, um, creating separate layers of delicate flaky pastry. And this is called lamination. Again, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I was just embarking on this quest to find out why that's called lamination. And uh, the end of it is that I still don't know. (laughs) You do. You did a beautiful (laughs) job. That was such a good explanation. Good job. That is what it is. Um, We also had uh, brought up how beautiful um, Martha had made these rhubarb curls that mm. sat on top of her pastry. Do you recall that? Yes, of course. Beautiful. It is rhubarb season where we are here in the mm-hmm. Midwest now. Do you have a rhubarb plant? Would you believe I have one growing outside of my classroom? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, huh? at school. It's, I have a compost pile or compost bin at school, yeah. and there's these great big big, big kind of curly-ish leaves coming out. And I went over and I said, oh my goodness, that is rhubarb. And I don't know if I'll be able to harvest it in time because we don't have a whole lot of days left. But yeah, I hope nobody uh, picks it. Yeah. I do have one rhubarb plant. It's okay. It's I don't think it's in a great location, but I have picked some rhubarb and I did feel inspired to try to make this curl that Martha had put on top as sort of a garnish. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it work? So I, eh, <laughs> no. So I looked up several methods and basically the method is you make a sugar syrup, a simple syrup, mm-hmm. you soak thin strips of rhubarb in the sugar syrup, and then you bake those strips to dry them out And then as soon as you pull them out of the oven, you have to wind them around something to create that curl and they will like dry immediately. And I Mm -hmm. would say I didn't have the proper tools, I think is the essence of this. I tried my vegetable peeler and it just kind of shredded the rhubarb Mm -hmm. into strings. It didn't make beautiful 
you know, even ribbons and I tried my knife and those were really thick. And so I think I got one to curl properly where you could tell when I pulled it out of the oven, it was like a low temp oven that you could tell it was dry enough. But as soon as I pulled it out, I had to wrap it around a wooden spoon mm-hmm. and then slide it off. And that one stayed and the it, rest. Did it were, slide off nicely? I was afraid it would it, be sticky. It was sticky. Mm-hmm. I have a really, really old wooden spoon that my grandma gave me. And so it oh. has, you know, from years and years and years of use, it it's kind of oiled. Does that make sense? It's ah. not it's not like a dry wood. And every once in a while I do rub a little oil on it. So I wonder if it would slide off yeah. like a spoon like that, you know? So it's a little seasoned. Almost. Very, very seasoned. Yeah. With the oil of my ancestors. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you should... <laughs> Is that bad? The oil um, of my ancestors, like my German ancestors. A <laughs> hundred hands have oil. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that's cool. I think you should try it if you feel inclined. Or yeah. I guess with anything else, um, I am going to make a rhubarb crisp today, uh, Ooh, which is delish. easier than anything. But but those curls, a little fiddly. And then I felt even more impressed by Martha's, you know, uniform uh production of those beautiful curls very impressive that is rhubarb and i do have one more note all right do you recall i had made a shoe yes and it was a kim joy recipe and she referred to the first part of the shoe as a panada right and i wondered why that was and looked it up a little further and Essentially, a panada is a paste made of flour and water or milk. And, okay, that makes sense because that's how you start the shoe, right, before you add the eggs in. Mm -hmm. But it's used as a binding agent in force meats. What? (laughs) Which has got to be a British term. Force meats? A force meat. So a force meat is like a finely chopped mixture that's seasoned well and then used like in a pate or a sausage. Uh-huh. So that is what a force meat is. You they were going also, down the rabbit hole of I terminology know. here, baby. I know. I wanted to follow through on a few things for All once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also there was some explanation of a panada was a dish made of bread boiled to a pulp and then flavored. <laughs> Jeez. Serve it up, it's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If Sophie likes that. <laughs> okay, will do. Sounds delish. Here's your boy. Here's your here's your here's your boiled bread. Okay. Um, that's what and we're having you know for what? lunch. Now, I I know that we still have not talked about passion fruit, and you are the one of the two of us that actually followed through on that. I did. You want to talk about through. your passion fruit? Um, my disastrous passion fruit. I'm, I'm an idiot and it's not passion fruit's fault. It's my fault. I'm, <laughs> I've talked about this before. Cause I'm a make ahead Mary. I like to make ahead everything. And I was making a passion fruit. What did I call it? Moose for my boys and my band. And what you had to do is make like a gelatin kind of with the passion fruit and you use, I use powdered gelatin, gelatin like Knox, and it said to let it cool, 
right? Let it cool. And so I'm thinking, let it cool means it can be cold. It can sit in the fridge as long as I want until I want it. But mm-hmm. what it was, and a, I don't make a lot of jello. I don't know if you make a lot of jello because that's basically what no. I was making homemade jello. Okay, got it. But I was supposed to fold it in before it sets it. And I didn't realize that. So I, I went to fold it in to make the mousse the next day. And I'm like, wait a second. This is solid jello, as solid as jello can be, you know, wiggly, right, but right. solid, very solid. And so I'm like, I don't, I guess I could have maybe tried to melt it down, but in, because I was panicking, I took like my hand mixer and just chopped <laughs> the crap out of it until it was like little tiny pebbles. And then folded that into the other mousse base, you know, with the whipped cream. And um, it mm-hmm. looked like, you know, when your mom would make jello salad, like little pieces of jello. And so it wasn't pretty, but the guys ate it up. It still tasted good. And it had a crust of um, macadamia nut. And oh. oh, girl, it was good. It was very tropical. So I'm not saying I'm not you know, passion fruit wasn't your fault, but that was just a really big learning experience for me. Like chill doesn't mean chill it all the way. It should have, I should have stopped it when it was cold, but not chilled, not, not set, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, we're always learning, right? Well, didn't you, the mixture you used though, you tried it and you thought it was, or was this something else you did with passion fruit where you're like, this is going to be an amazing drink. Didn't you have the base of it? Wasn't it super flavorful? And- oh, yeah. It was delish. Yeah. Really good. Passion. I would really like to try it in like a, I don't know, margarita maybe uh, okay. or something like that. But I will. I'll go buy some more because the way that it comes, if anybody wants to try passion fruit, if you buy it at Whole Foods, you know, they called yeah. it like chunks, but it really was just like pieces of frozen juice. There was no pulp. Oh, in there. there was no oh, pulp in there at all. So um, I think it, okay. it would be easy to make it into like okay. a drink base. So, but like, what an amazing flavor. Yeah. I was really impressed by the flavor huh. and so unfamiliar, you know, to us. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it anywhere myself and I have looked and I, um, I'll keep looking. I mean, I, I haven't looked in the frozen to, I thought I'll still see if I could find some jelly or something like mm-hmm. that and. And I haven't, but... Um, well, Whole Foods is the only place I've been able to find even yeah. that frozen bit. Thank, thanks to Sarah, my produce gal. <laughs> Hope she's listening. With her Marauder's Map. Man, um, anybody who's into Harry Potter enough to bring a, a mug with a Marauder's Map on it to work, you're my <laughs> new favorite. <laughs> well, on to the quarterfinal. That's um, right. Down to five, and the five's first signature bake challenge was to make a sweet fruit loaf from an enriched dough, and it had to be freeform with no pan. No tin. Nope. And these types of things, hmm, not my jam necessarily, but um, I thought Ooh, Was that all... a pun intended? Not my jam. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Things like Martha made this plumbed ice bread with cassis. Um, that just doesn't even appeal to me. But 
they thought it looked tempting. It was a little underbaked in the center. It had a good flavor, but it did need a longer bake. Plums are just not, I don't know that I've ever baked with plums. Have you? Yes, I have. Remember I made, um, Sophie and I made those uh, (gasps) puff pastry with the plum and I made my own jam and it didn't really work out very nicely, but, and I didn't find a lot of flavor in the plum. Mm. That makes sense. mm -hmm. Not a fan. Nope. Me neither. Uh, Richard makes a Chelsea bun with a Swedish tea ring or was it a Swedish tea ring with a Chelsea bun maybe? Yes. Yes. The Chelsea bun is a kind of, it's just a very familiar British bun. And I wrote it down. Um, It has currant, lemon peel, cinnamon, and lots of mixed spices in there. Uh So it's, it's a very familiar thing. They talk about it all the time. Like we, I think like we would say cinnamon roll, like, oh, it's like a cinnamon roll. They would oh. always say Chelsea bun. You know, it's just very, very familiar. Sure, sure. They absolutely loved it. And um, it, it was, was so pretty. Well, yeah, I like the it way it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, Chetna makes this Croatian sort of a walnut and date swirl bread with cinnamon. And they thought it was a good idea that she executed well, a little mm-hmm. too much cinnamon. Um, I, yeah, I thought it looked interesting. I, th- I guess I would like to try it. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. Well, I'm skipping ahead with my thoughts in terms of the technical, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they, I guess overall it was fine. Just a little too much cinnamon. But is this the first time and maybe the only time in the history of the show where somebody picked the technical for their signature? Yeah. Right. I I mean, that's amazing. And the fact that like they couldn't, they, they wouldn't check to make sure that it was different. You know, like, hey, you can't make yeah. that, Chetna. Yeah. It, what's it done is done. So, obviously, moving ahead, she was first in the technical, because guess what? She almost, I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, but she had the technique down, and she had practiced it, so. Right, right. And she knew about the bake. But let's let's not forget Louis' signature, which was a Black Forest, Terran share, cherry tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Bath was, buns. Yep. You want to explain what bath buns are? I think you have a better understanding. I'm, I'm not. I just looked it up because <laughs> I like to read Jane Austen and I've learned about it, a lot about Jane Austen and she's actually from Bath and that's where oh, they're that's from. Right. And they, um, it's a milk based yeast dough and they put like big pieces of crushed sugar on the top. That's, that is um, kind of signature to that kind of bake. And then he's like, these are bath buns. And then they're like, we don't like the sugar on top. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. He's a sugar cube, which was interesting. And his Mm -hmm. explanation was that it would sort of soak up some of the moisture. Oh, yeah. Inside. Right. Right? Right. What an interesting technique. True that. A brandy soaked Um, sugar cube. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knew? It is. It is kind of interesting. It, they did think it was very original, though, and it was it was baked well. It was pretty. Um, 
I should have waited for Chetna to the last so we could link it to this technical we're talking uh, about, which go ahead. as we just mentioned, the the technical was this Petitza Povatitsa. Povatitsa. Mm-hmm. And it's Croatian. Um and that watching them do it felt like super stressful to me because the dough has to be rolled out super, super paper thin. And then you're trying to spread something onto paper thin dough. And um, there's many techniques for it, melting it a little bit, putting it in a pastry bag. Martha, I think like rolls it out in cling film. Wasn't that a great idea? So smart. Yeah. I think hers was, um, was well done. Although she, she was last. Yeah. I thought, what a great technique. You're so smart. And then, yeah, because hers was raw. It was raw. And a lot of them were raw, actually. Richard's yeah. was raw. I'm surprised that more didn't, quote, unquote, cheat and watch when uh, Chetna put hers in the oven because she knew that it needed at least 50 minutes. And even hers, they thought, could have used a little more time, mm-hmm. like an hour. Yep. Um, needing an hour to bake um yeah it just looked really strict tricky and everyone and struggled to get their fillings spread out evenly um which i can totally manage uh, that that would have driven me Um, crazy i think that everybody's except for chetna maybe louis who was second was a version of raw Mm -hmm. um in descending order, Nancy was third, Richard was fourth, and Martha was fifth. And I think all of those, all of the three had a degree of rawness to it. Mm-hmm. They even said Louis was doughy, and he got second yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. You just didn't give him enough time. And you know what? I would like to... that interests you? I would like to go back to... Yeah, I probably would try it because my Croatian husband, apparently... Um, grew up thinking he was grew up married a Serbian man and found out he's actually Croatian. But anyway, remember Wait, what? <laughs> he's, he's Croatian. Yeah. I, when did this happen? <laughs> Aunt, Anna took a 23 and me test. And really? She got, yeah, she's not Serbian at all. They're Croatian. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh the truth. Gosh. <laughs> wow. And the Croats and the Serbs have been fighting. Forever and yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll Crazy. have to talk more about that later. Absolutely. <laughs> but remember, I, I just have to go back for a quick hot minute to our friend Jordan. And we were like, why don't they give people enough time? Why this they know that this takes longer. And he's like, you know what? When you know what you're doing, you can do things so much faster. And That's true. you know, be, like for me, things take forever because I'm reading, 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 and you know, taking my time. He's like, when you've made this before and you know this technique, you can make it so fast. It really doesn't take the time that they're taking. Does that? You're right. Yeah. I don't know if You're people right. understand what I'm saying, but I think about that all the time when I'm like, why is this cake taking me forever? Well, because I don't know any of these techniques and there's six new techniques. Yeah, yeah. You no. Know? You're and right. They, You're right. And they read the recipe over and over. So, you know, you you can do things a lot faster when you know what you're doing and when you're Paul Hollywood and have made five million loaves of bread last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. I just had to talk about that real quick. No, that's a good point. Uh, the showstopper. I like the showstopper. Yeah. Not a big I actually donut fan. liked it so much that I thought about doing it again. 
Well, honestly, it's just my son and I this week alone here. And I thought if I make all these donuts, I don't need to eat them all. And that would be, that's in my nature to do. And that's honestly what made me stop because Richard's choice of flavors were so good sounding and we're Mm -hmm. back to the rhubarb. I really, um, really wanted to make his heart-shaped rhubarb ginger jam and custard donut that Paul said, that's cracking that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's cracking that. You have to say that twice at the beginning and at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And he eats another one when they're deliberating, which. Isn't that something? I loved, but um, yeah, Richard makes these beautiful donuts, even his, his toffee apple one um, wasn't as quite as popular as the rhubarb custard one, but man, those did look good. And mm-hmm. they thought they were professional, um, delicious donuts. Uh, how many donuts were they I charged to make now that I'm 36, 36. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Okay. Uh, let's see, Nancy. Her little faces, they loved it. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like those. <laughs> I don't like those weird faces on a tree. That, to me, that was strange. I don't know. What do you think? It. I didn't like that at all. That you're funny. I. <laughs> I think that that's probably a very recognizable scene now. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Well, I don't know. I thought they were okay. I thought they were okay. They liked them. Right? Not, no, not my favorite decor, but for kids, I thought I thought kids would love a tree of those. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, she makes a chocolate and orange, chocolate and orange for her, the kid-themed ones. And I would have loved to have tried a limoncello. Mm, I love limoncello. Ones. Yum. Yeah, me too. The kids' ones, though, with the faces were slightly overdone. Agreed. Can I uh, take a quick pause? Because I've been watching yes. some American baking shows and um, they keep making donuts in donut pans that are baked. They are baking these donuts. Mm-hmm. And I would like to ask Paul Hollywood, like, do you really think it's a donut just because it's shaped that way? Or does it have to be fried? Because they are making like donut after donut after donut donut i'm air quoting it and they're baked huh have you ever seen that yeah show notes for next time but when i when i was in elementary school every year we would get a a movie in for the whole school to watch and the donut factory film was my favorite did you ever see this it's like a black and white do you remember like when we were kids in the 70s um it was a big deal to like see a movie in school, not uh-huh. an everyday occurrence like it is for my daughter now, but, um, and they would get a film or like the red balloon would come in. Did oh, you ever not see that? the, <laughs> not the red balloon again. Seriously. I, I'm not even kidding. I hope that there's people listening who were raised in the seventies. They showed that movie to us so many times. I probably watched that film 10 times at school and it would, you know, you'd be like, yay, movie day. And then you'd see that because there was no words, Allison. I know. No words. And then the balloon just goes away at the end. I never want to see that again. Do you know that I have have it? I have it. No, you don't. Throw it away. Yes, I do. Throw it away immediately. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Elliot, Elliot used to like it when he was little. But yes, I hated it when I was a kid. I, w- I would think the same thing, like not the red balloon again. Not the red balloon. <laughs> but then we would get this other movie on occasion that was about this guy that ran a donut shop. And he needed help. Like he made too much batter and put it in his donut <laughs> machine. And it was like so intensely full throttle donuts that a very rich woman came in and she was there to buy donuts and she ended up helping him and losing her diamond ring in the batter of the donuts. And then they had to like break apart hundreds of donuts. I love that movie so much. Please find out the real title so that I can YouTube it, please. (laughs) I have to, I I have to see it. But those were fried donuts, not baked. (laughs) I will tell you, I took a field trip to a donut shop when I was in kindergarten and they let us oh, drop, really? they let us drop go into a giant steaming vat of grease. I loved it. <laughs> Dutch Uncle Donuts in Coldwater, Michigan. I loved it. Without any probably protection. Hell no. Whoops, now we're explicit. Heck no. No way. <laughs> Growing up in the 70s was awesome. I uh I don't know about this baked donut. Fina, you're talking. Okay. I'm sorry. I've taken us down um, another rabbit hole, including the red balloon. So. No, it was a good, it was a good little, good little side trip for me. (laughs) Um, But I would like to know too. Yes. I would say that he would say it wasn't a donut Mm -hmm. because they wanted that white ring. They wanted the grease, you know, where you'd flip it over. They wanted that white middle ring around. um, And these are for sure. Yeasted donuts, not cake donuts. But didn't didn't Nancy, uh, make donut? didn't Nancy make a cake? It was a cake donut, right? Yeah, maybe it was. The little guys with the blue eyes. Yeah. Very interesting. Um well Martha um has the these great flavors planned to glazed lemon and poppy seed, and then a chocolate passion fruit with a laminated dough. Um, but she overproves her dough mm-hmm. and she knows it immediately. Yeah. And they did say, you know, these are great tasting donuts, but the look and the texture is all wrong. Mm-hmm. So that was sad for Martha. Part of her um, downfall. Yeah. And I'm leaving the, the best for last, the, you know, the flair of Louie. He makes a raspberry mint garnish as a cocktail donut. So he makes like this raspberry with raspberry jam filling. Um, He's got them in cocktail glasses. He's debating. I I guess you were like drinking the alcohol out of the middle of the donut. Is that Mm -hmm. what they were doing? I I think. (laughs) You never know with Louie. You know, he just does weird things. I thought that it was... I thought it was a little over. I thought it yeah. was a little too extra, honestly. Mm-hmm. But have you ever had a mudslide? It seems no. very nineties. I feel when I hear mudslide, I think of like Applebee's having a mudslide machine. You know, <laughs> I don't even remember what was in it. It's like a chocolatey, a chocolatey, fat-ridden concoction to pretend oh, you know funny. that you're having an, a cocktail. Got it. He did nice icing though, they thought. Um, yeah. I think like, here's what I think about, here's what I think about Louie. I think when you look over the show, the whole, every episode, he does well 
he just never, and he does really well in the presentation and the, in you know, sort of the innovative stuff. Mm-hmm. Creative. But, but nothing's ever like fantastic. Nothing other flavor wise, nothing ever like they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I mean, he's had his moments here and there. I think you're exactly right. He's, th- what, shall we say it? Style over substance. Oh. I, I think he may have been kind of the first to, one of the first people to, to step out in that way where mm-hmm. he does do a lot of stylish things yep. that are really visually appealing, except for when he did those green olives with gold leaves. No green olives. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think he's a really good baker. Obviously he says he's won contests and all sorts of mm-hmm. things, but um, I, I think like Richard particularly, like his flavors are just so head and shoulders above everybody else. But yep. that is, t- that is to say, um, Richard gets star Baker again. Yep. How many times by the end of the show? How many times? Oh my gosh. Does he get it five? Times? Five. I think it's five. And the fact that yeah. he, he doesn't win the whole thing. Oh, I just spoiler spoiler alert too late. Sorry. Well, and also I feel really bad because now I've forgotten to mention Chetna's donuts, which were uh, not memorable. <laughs> no, they, they said they were too fat. The fat soaked into them. So that yeah, must have meant the temperature was wrong in the grease. Mary says it's very disdainfully. She's like, they're very fatty. 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 <laughs> and I just, um, ugh. <laughs> she always does really nice piping and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So she had really nice chocolate work on top, but she put in um, her mousse was more like ganache in the center of her donut. So can you imagine biting into that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. that was not at all appealing too much. Yeah. Too much. But despite her fatty donuts, it is Martha who has to leave. That's and right. Everybody is sad. She's so young. She's not even an adult. She's still a kid. And she does amazing. She made it so far. Mm-hmm. And she had, had some really nice bakes. Absolutely. So. And, you know, you think back, Chetna, she, it was her luck of the draw that she knew exactly how to make the technical. That yes. that really helped her a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, after going down a few side roads where now I have to go find what my donut movie is. Oh my gosh. I'm so, you know, <laughs> so that, I can share it with you in the world. We, before we finish, I have to say I was obsessed with like how things are made and it, Mr. Rogers was the best one. Oh, I know. That. I, know. I, I, I think he took it. us to a doll factory once. And I watched a doll get made, like they put the hair on and that to me, like it blew my mind. I love that kind of stuff. I still love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I love the crayon one is the one I remember oh, Mr. Rogers doing. So and I fun. think he does balloons too, but Elliot and I have watched the crayon one many times. Yeah, he was really innovative in that. Um, I do. I enjoy how things are made too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I think for now though, I think we're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.